Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a dull Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 21 for the week of March 16th, 2014. On this week's show, we have part two of our episode with Steve from TikiMeOnPages.com to further discuss the Polynesian Resort. But first, we are proud to announce a partnership with DizDads Radio. Located at radio.dizdads.com, you will find our show streamed weekly along with Disney Park Music and other Disney podcasts including DizDads. DizDads is a great site for fathers to escape the real world and discuss Disney with other fathers. What's your like favorite part like, of the Polynesian? The rooms, or the shows, or the pools? I like just hanging out at the, the resort itself. I mean, there's days I just don't even go into parks. Mm. And, and I mean, a lot of that is based on the fact that I, you know, I try and walk around and see kind of everything and see what's new or, um, you know, how things are holding up. But uh, I just, it's the atmosphere. It, it's some of the people that work there that I've known for so many years, uh, hanging out on the beach. I, I think that's probably the best part for me is, you know, just, you know, getting up in either early mornings, late afternoons, you know, enjoying the beach when it's kind of quiet, you know, not during the fireworks or anything. And, or um, I think mornings are my favorite, walking the paths when it's, it's nice and quiet out. It's, the, the whole atmosphere is just something that I, I enjoy. It, it, it kind of feels like home for me. So hypothetical question. Let's say they, Disney's closing to Polynesian forever. Where's uh, your last meal and your last drink going to be? Is uh, Ohana a meal? <laughs> yeah, that counts. <laughs> that counts. You know, I don't know. I, I, I do love Ohana, but um, I, I think I have to say Kona, something at Kona Cafe, though, because uh, I really lo- I love that place for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't, I don't know that I've ever had a bad meal there. So it'd be something at Kona, and and I actually think some, you know, even their their lunch, their plate lunches are great uh, that they introduced a few years back. But uh, drink, I would definitely have to go and have Walter make me a scorpion. What's that? It's a little concoction that he uh, makes up. It's kind of off the menu. Um, I, I don't know what he puts in it. I don't know if it's representative of a, a traditional scorpion you would find, you know, at like uh, Trader Vic's or not. But uh, whatever he puts in there, it's tasty. Yeah, typically, typically, I get the um, the, the lapu lapu. Yeah, uh, I, I actually I've been um, trying to experiment with a lot of drinks lately. Uh, we've we've been throwing around the idea of opening a tiki bar here because we're kind of in wine country of uh, California and we don't have really anything up here that. Closest thing would be in the Bay Area, where you have, you know, your traditional uh, Trader Vic's and uh, and um, t- uh, Tonga Room, things like that. But uh, up here, we don't really have anything like that, and um, I think it would be a, a big hit. So I've been experimenting with a lot of the drinks. Uh, we made the Aoa uh, last night, and I think it's time that I get a pineapple core so I can make my <laughs> own uh, mugs for uh, a Lapu Lapu and start making those too. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just saying, not to, you can't have too many of those lapu lapus. You don't make it very long. No, you don't. <laughs> They're pretty good. 
since we've touched on the, the food there at the Polynesian, is, is any of the construction going to affect, uh, you know, Ohana, Kona? Uh, I mean, I know there there's talks of closing Captain Cook's to renovate it. I mean, is is everything going to come back after they finish all the work, or, or is, is it going to be periods of Ohana being closed or, or Kona being closed, anything like that? Um, officially, they haven't said anything about closing Ohana or Kona, but as it was described to me that they're basically every part of the Great Ceremonial House at some point would have to have something done, you know, even just for the asbestos, not necessarily redesign, but I would think they would take some time to, you know, maybe either change and or spruce things up. Um, I, I've heard Ohana will survive, so it will be back for sure, what, whatever happens, if it closes and how, for how long. Uh, Kona, I haven't been able to get a, a clear answer on either way, so it, it may be that it's fine, but then it may be that they're going to re-theme it. Um, I know they're going to do some switching around and adding some um, shops up, upstairs during the redesign. Uh, Captain Cook's, as we know, probably closed down um, the end of March. Um, they're just in the process of getting it moved into a, an area called Cast Cove that's uh, used for the um, cast members' uh, cafeteria. I think they, their last day to be able to use that is sometime this week. Um, I don't know if Captain Cooks will be expanded or not, or they're you know they're just going to basically do the maintenance and stuff that they need to. It sounds like everything will come back. I was hoping for a while they were really throwing around the idea of opening back opening back up Tangaroa Terrace, um, but then recently I found out that all the uh, kitchen stuff was removed from there, which which was a surprise to me because for so long that was actually used as the kind of the setup area for any of the in-room service. Um, but it sounds like it's not capable of doing that any longer. Um, that was just a, such a great thing. And um, I would like to see that. I would like to have seen that come back because it kind of gets you out of the congestion of everybody that's maybe visiting the resort and eating at the places they know. And it kind of gave some of the guests that staying there a, a kind of a quieter area to go to and, and enjoy a meal. Um, but other than Trader Sam's coming in, I'm not sure that anything additional will be added, you know, food or beverage-wise. Any chance that, uh, since you can't seem to get a definitive answer on Kona, that maybe they try to expand Ohana? I mean, everybody knows Ohana is, you know, it's one of the toughest ADRs to get down there. It's it's always packed. It's always sold out. You know, Disney can make a whole lot more money if they expand Ohana. I'm not suggesting, because I love Kona. I, I think it's grossly underrated. Uh, other than breakfast, everybody raves about their breakfast, but uh, their dinner there is grossly underrated as far as I'm concerned. So I don't want this, but, you know, Disney and their ever, ever, you know, ever, their, their quest for always making more money, if they expanded Ohana, you know, they, that's definitely a way they could do it. Is that a possibility? Yeah, the way it's, the way the, the structure is laid out, there's really kind of the, the stairway breaks it up and there wouldn't really be any way to connect those two spaces. Um, other than, I don't know if they share, I know the kitchen expands, the kitchen might expand back there. But as far as the seating area, you, you know, you kind of have two separate areas. So it makes more sense to kind of keep them two different things. Um, I, I have heard uh, that this was kind of from a, a, you know, a good source, but it's going around at the Polynesian with the staff at, at the um, Wyland Galleries that closed might become a... First, I was told an ice cream shop, and then they even mentioned something that might be like a, a Dole Whip location, which uh, I know a lot of people are upset with the closing of Captain Cook's. They'll have the same menu at the temporary location, but they won't have any Dole Whips um, available during the, the shutdown time. Wow. But, um, oh, no. 
You know, it, it, the thing with Ohana, uh, I think it's going to help having Trader Sam's uh, because I think people that are going to want to hang out at the lounge uh, just to be there at the bar and not you know, not be eating, I, I think that'll kind of offload some of that stress on that area, and it'll mostly be you know a service bar for uh, Kona and Ohana, and then you know people that are waiting around to get in to eat at Ohana will be hanging out there. But I think the the main bar focus will become Trader Sam's, and hopefully it won't get you know, too out of control where you can't even get in there. But uh, but on the other hand, it's going to be pretty odd. The, um, the Barefoot Bar, they're expecting to close down uh, a few weeks after the, the pool itself shuts down, so later in August. But there'll be one bar at the Polynesian basically from August until if Trader Sam's opens in February. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I, thought I wouldn't want to be the bartenders there. <laughs> no. Lots of tips, though, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, they don't get stressed out and, you know, have to go use those tips on psychiatry appointments. Yeah, true. So for someone who, like me, park people, uh, we stay at Pop Century and spend all of our time at the parks. And what would be your best like sales pitch for someone to choose Polly over staying at someplace cheaper? Well, that'd be a stretch going from, you know, that what it costs at like Pop Century, which actually I've been to a couple times in, in enjoyed it quite a bit I think if people were staying you'd be able to sell people more if they were staying at like a moderate resort Mm -hmm. because you could say you know the moderate resorts start getting pretty close to the cost of some of the cheaper deluxes like the Wilderness Lodge and the Animal Kingdom Lodge but then you can say well if you're gonna go deluxe if you're gonna be that close to deluxe and you might consider the Wilderness Lodge or Animal Kingdom Lodge then consider the Polynesian not so much I mean for me it's the theme but I'll tell you, the, the big thing for me, and I can't, I, I've really tried to argue, you know, how any other resort has any better transportation, but the Polynesian really has the best transportation out of every resort there. Um, you know, I've had people argue that with me because they've maybe had bad bus experiences, which Polynesians aren't really responsible for how the buses run or, or how often. But right. you've got... You've got bus service that's not going to be any worse than it is from any other place. Um, it, yeah, it does share with um, the con- – well, actually, I've heard recently it's not going to share with the contemporary anymore, but let's say it's still sharing with the contemporary and the Grand Floridian, but that still doesn't put you last on the line, which is where you don't want to be. Um, you're, you're mid uh, way on the monorail, so most of the time you're not totally packed. Grand Floridian's kind of screwed on both because the buses and the monorail, you're getting the last pickup, and most of the time, you know, you're, you're standing room only if you're lucky. Um, you've got walking access to the transportation and ticket center to get right on the Epcot monorail. I, I loved my stay, the last two stays of the Contemporary that I, I did, but I tell you, when I had to get back from Epcot and get back to the Contemporary quickly, it just wasn't happening having to get to the transportation and ticket center and then get on the monorail to go all the way around to the contemporary. I'm so used to getting back fast and walking right to my room. Um, you've got the boat going from the main, you know, the dock at the Polynesian straight to the Magic Kingdom. If you've got strollers, you can either get on the monorail or you can walk next door and get on the large ferry and roll the strollers right on, not have to pull them up. Now they're putting in a second dock for a second ferry, so there, you know it's going to be even more capacity. I mean, I, I just there's not another resort on Disney property that has that much uh, transportation access. And then right. some say, well, I'll stay in an Epcot resort and I can walk right into Epcot. 
So uh, we used to stay at the, um, the yacht club, the, the boardwalk, and the Swan and Dolphin quite often. So I, you know, years ago I did this study, and so I, I, I kind of said, you know, I'm, I'm close to Epcot, but let's see how convenient it really is. So you get up in the morning, you walk as, as quickly as people, you know, people have different perceptions on time. And, um, and I'll tell you, you know, you, you walk, we walked from the yacht club and it took us, you know, I think it was six or seven minutes to walk from the yacht club to get to the entrance at World Showcase. And then once you get in there in the morning, World Showcase isn't open yet. So then you got to walk through World Showcase to get up to Future World. So you figure by that time it was like a you know 15 minute kind of a thing at a normal pace. Well, then you compare that with the Polynesian. Get up in the morning, you walk from the farthest building. It would take you six minutes from Hawaii. It took us three minutes to walk from our room to the transportation and ticket center. However long your wait is there in line for the monorail, that can obviously vary. But your monorail ride is going to be eight minutes every time. Yeah, it's you know it's set up, it's programmed that way. It takes eight minutes. So really, once you get there, you're in future world. You know, a couple minute walk off the monorail and in, into the park. So it was kind of a tie as far as time when it came to, you know, your morning mornings getting into Epcot and getting on, you know, getting in the rides or getting your fast pass. So the, the Polynesian in a way was almost as convenient as staying at, you know, any of the Epcot resorts as far as getting to Epcot. And then at least with the Polynesian, you have really easy access to the Magic Kingdom whereas the Epcot Resort's really dumb. No, it's true. It's a, it's a good point. Um, you know, something I've never thought about. But on the other hand is, is if you're at the Epcot Resort and you're drinking around the world, the last thing you want to do is want to have to walk back to the bus and, and take the, <laughs> the bus or the monorail back to resort. Otherwise, you just walk right to your room and over the Epcot Resort and you're in bed by the time everybody else is, you know, on their way to their resort. But no, it is a good point, though. Yeah, well, you know, if you drink too much at, uh, uh, drinking around the world, then you can just uh, wander on over to the, the beach in front of the beach club and take a little nap. And then when you get up in the morning, you can head back to the Polynesian. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a backup plan. That's right. true. No, you know, that is a good point, though. You know, that's the one the one thing that I know when I've been in Epcot really, really late, and especially if you stay for illuminations and then there's just a flood of people getting out of there, um, getting on the monorail isn't the most fun experience in the world um, with the crowds. Um, so, you know, there is there is that side of it, too. But uh, then, on the other hand, if you're at an Epcot resort and you're trying to get out of the um, Magic Kingdom uh, late after fireworks or something and waiting for a bus or, or what, whatever way you want back, it, you know, you have a lot more options getting back to the, to the Polynesian. But I guess the difference is you can't go drinking around the world inside the Magic Kingdom. No. <laughs> like, like anything with Disney, there's positives and negatives for all of it. I mean, right. we, we just got back from a stay at the boardwalk, and it's it's really nice to be able to walk into Epcot. And like you just said, at the at the end of the night when we were done watching Illuminations, you know, there's a whole lot less people turning left, uh, you know, <laughs> after you get across that bridge than there are turning right and going towards Future World and, and the main entrance. So... That's yeah, awfully yeah. nice, but, and being able to walk to the studios is really nice, and uh, you know. But at the same time, that boat ride over to the Magic Kingdom is, at least from the Wilderness Lodge, that's really nice. So I'm sure it's the same from the Poly. I haven't had a chance to say at the Poly, but that boat to the Magic Kingdom is is really convenient, and and it's a nice little ride as long as it's as long as there's no thunderstorms. Right. Yeah, I've I've been stuck in a, a few of those. Actually, we had one that was so bad. Uh, probably the the closest 
strike I've ever been involved in, and the uh, the boat uh, driver got off at the uh, the dock with us and stood under that little covering because it's got a big lightning spike on top. So uh, and he says, you know, you might want to hang out here for just a little while. <laughs> we took his advice for sure, but. All right, so all our guests that we have on the show, we have um, we ask them five questions at the end of uh, at the end of the, the, the session here, and um, the first question we ask is, what is your favorite snack at a Disney a Disney park or resort? I would almost say Dole Whips, but I'm not so sure that that would be my favorite, although it's up there, unless you include the one they have during the uh, Flower and Garden that has the rum in it. Sure, that one's that, one, that one's pretty tasty. Did you actually although, like that? Yeah, you know, you got to mix it up, though. Otherwise, you get a little surprise shot right in the middle of it. Um, I didn't care for it. I don't know if... I thought the rum... The, the sweetness of the Dole Whip made the rum really bitter to me. And and I'm a rum drinker. I mean, that's... If I'm drinking a liquor, it's almost always rum. So I enjoy rum, but it just... The rum came across really bitter to me because the Dole Whip was so... It's such a sweet snack. Too much contrast, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sweet and then just my face imploded which is an improvement mind you but still it just it just didn't, <laughs> didn't work for me i wanted it to so bad and but it didn't work for me you know it's funny i can't i can't think of a snack at disney world but it's funny because right away when i think a snack um i don't know if you guys have ever been to disneyland but there's a little place inside adventureland that makes these uh barbecued uh chicken skewers that uh are one of my favorite little quick little snacks as uh as we're going through Disneyland, but uh, I know Disney World doesn't have something that's quite as similar as that. Um, most of the time, I save my appetite for uh, Ohana at night. Yeah, that's what you I do. Definitely need an appetite for Ohana. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, what's the what's your favorite part of the Ohana meal? We'll kind of since you can't quite pick a snack, and we you, you went towards Ohana. What's your favorite part of Ohana? I like the wings. The wings. Good choice. I like the noodles. Those teriyaki noodles, man. Oh, they are so good. Yeah, those are pretty good. I, I've made the wings a few times here, though, and and they're and they're they take a little while and they're pretty messy, but um, they're definitely worth the wait. But I might have to try and find the recipe for the noodles and try that one out too. That is pretty good. I was actually thinking of trying the uh, the wing recipe with the beef as well. I think that would taste really good. I'll throw that on skewers. I think that would taste good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what's your favorite attraction overall in, in any uh, Disney res- uh, park? I like Everest. Good I think it's it's pretty, it's pretty close with uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, but I, I think I'd have to take Everest over it. Just the, the theming so much better. Yeah, it's a, that's a great coaster, and I, I've learned my lesson that I'm not doing it more than one time in a row. I did it three times in a row. Never <laughs> again. <laughs> Just it threw me for a loop. My lesson is don't do it on an empty stomach. That backwards part on an empty stomach, it, it gets me. I have to eat before I go on it. Otherwise, uh, it, it kind of makes me a little woozy. Yeah, on the other hand, I don't food. think that I would do it after Ohana. No. 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 <laughs> I'm not sure I could get to Animal Kingdom after Ohana. I have, I'm lucky to get to the front door of the Polynesian after <laughs> eating at Ohana. You know, after eating at and Ohana. I have to stop and take a break. I really wish you were able to walk to the Magic Kingdom from from the, the Poly after eating at Ohana. So that's one thing I would love to be able to do. Walk it off, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when people saw some of the uh, the construction materials they were using for the new um, dock over at the Transportation Ticket Center, I guess it was staged over past the Grand Floridian there, and there was a lot of speculation going around that that was going to be a bridge that they were going to connect so they could that people could walk uh, from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. 
Yeah, I did hear that rumor. I wish they would do that. Why are they not doing that? I mean, there has to be a good reason. I don't know. I mean, well, they, I, they could. I mean, they could make something that could still get the um, you know electrical water pageant in and out of that canal. Yeah. Um, but it that it's quite a distance too. I mean, oh, people is. would walk it. People walk from you know the boardwalk to the Hollywood Studios. But um, I, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I know they got Maybe the, the canal sense. there, but. All right. So, what's your favorite uh, Disney character? Uh, I'd have to say Stitch. Really? Wow. Yeah. Polynesian. Yeah. I oh, mean, when that movie came out, it, it was. Yeah, we. I mean, we really enjoyed it. I remember because we we also we saw it being drawn. It was a couple years before it actually came out. Back when they were still doing the animation there at um, Hollywood Studios or MGM back then, and um, so kind of seeing it evolve and then seeing it in the theater and then obviously the theme. Um, you know, it's always been kind of a a cool movie for our family. Um, I, I painted my son's room when he was born. He's got Stitch all over the walls um, in there. Um, now it's our, our two-year-old daughter's room, and my wife wants to paint over it. But, <laughs> um, yes, I mean, we Stitch was kind of a big a big thing for us at the time, and, and so I think it's uh, – I know he's a newer character, but um, it's probably our favorite in our family. It's a shame he gets so much hate. Honestly, a lot of people hate Stitch because of Stitch's Great Escape, but the movie was yeah. <laughs> really fantastic. Such a yeah. great movie. Great animation. Well, it was an awesome it, movie, it, yeah. It, yeah. It pushed it too hard after that, you know, with the whole taking over the Magic Kingdom and putting them on the monorail. Right. They just they threw him everywhere, and people were kind of like, you know, just go away. <laughs> was it exactly. in Japan, I think? Isn't he the uh, centerpiece of the Tiki Room? Is it Japan or oh. Hong Kong where he's the he's in the Tiki Room? I don't know, but you know, it's funny you say that because something that I just found out that I'm surprised nobody else is really talking about is, I guess they're going to build a third resort in um, Hong Kong, and it's it's positioned kind of back behind, uh, I, I guess there's some kind of mystery mansion or some something or other that's there, uh, and it's going to be. Uh, it was mentioned that it was going to have some kind of. Aulani slash Polynesian influence, but it's. To me, the concept, it looked more, it's supposed to be exotic locations across the world. And um, it's, and it, it's laid out very similar to Animal Kingdom Lodge, the way it's shaped from the air and the, and the, and the way that you come in the lobby. But uh, it almost reminds me of um, the Adventurers Club, if anything. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, it got my attention enough that I, for the first time, I actually considered maybe we should try and see if we could ever make it over to the Hong Kong Disneyland and check it out. Sounds, uh, it sounds cool. Yeah. Definitely interesting. You know, the the other thing I found interesting is there are actually, I guess there's two resorts that are there that now, and one's kind of a lower price, one's a, a higher priced, and they're going to kind of target the price for somewhere in the middle, which um, in uh, U.S. dollars comes out to around two or $300 a night, which is, you know, pretty reasonable for a, kind of a deluxe-style right. hotel. Right, yeah. yeah it, does sound, it sounds pretty good when you compare it to... Uh, you know the the resorts here in the states, so definitely yeah. sounds reasonable. Or the Polynesian, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question: uh, Your favorite Disney park memory? I remember uh, when we first went there to go to Epcot. I don't think it was World of Motion. What was the one that was next to uh, World of Motion? No. Uh, Horizons. Well, maybe I think it was Horizons. And I don't know what it was, but it just, I mean, I really, I remember that ride. I, I miss that ride. Um, as much as I love Spaceship Earth, 
because um, that's one of those ones I always have to go on. Um, I, there was just something about Horizons that, uh, and maybe it was because, you know, it was my first trip and my first time seeing that, but uh, it was just, I kind of, wherever I was at in my state of mind at that time, it was just like total joy. Yeah, that's, that's an attraction that if there wasn't a time machine, I can go back in time and ride again, it definitely would be um, Horizons without a doubt. There's such fond memories of that attraction in my mind. Yeah. But I'd love to be able to relive that again. Yeah, me too. That's exactly right. You know, you know, we talk, it's like the talk about the Polynesian and, you know, people saying it's, it's dated and needs to be redone. And, and it's just people are in such a hurry to, to change everything. Um, like they were, you know, getting rid of Horizons. But now that it's gone, you know, you want that back. You want that feeling back. Right. And, and that's, I think that's why so many people are going to miss the, the, the water feature of the Polynesians because it just, it, it's that memory you're going to, once it's gone, you're going you're gonna to want that feeling back or be able to remember it. Agreed. Definitely. Well, Steve, we, uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Why don't you let our listeners know, you know, where they can find you. Yeah, tikimanpages.com gets you uh, to my site. Usually if you, you can Google Tiki Man, it's the first one uh, that gets a hit. So uh, come on over and uh, check out my, my history section. has been growing. I've been getting uh, a lot of new pictures and information and some of it that I've had for a while and finally getting up on the site. So it, it'll kind of walk you through the, the progression of the, the Polynesian. You can see how often it's actually changed as much as a lot of people think it's <laughs> stayed the same. Excellent. You do any social media or anything like that? Uh, I have a Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, I do Facebook, and I and I, I try and get a lot of my updates kind of as I get them because you know I can do that through my phone, and I've always got that with me. So a lot of times I'll I'll kind of do quick updates on there, keep people you know up to date on whatever new information I get. Um, it takes a little longer to get it out of my site because I'll wait and write it into an article. But um, if you want to get the last the up to date stuff or uh, current pictures people pick send me pictures you know each day that are up the construction you can go there and check it all out is that facebook.com slash tiki man or what's your same thing if you search for tiki man it'll be the first one that comes out or, or tiki man pages well i think that's going to do it for this week be sure to let us know what you thought of this week's show you can comment in the show notes over at enchanted tiki talk.com you can email us at podcast at enchanted tiki talk.com and you can also leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enchanted Tiki Talk. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Uh, lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on, on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's 1-M-I-N Disney Dream and MouseFulVacations.com. You can find me on Twitter at Dole Whip Daily and online at um, DoleWhipDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number 8 and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and our special guest Steve, a.k.a. Tiki Mans, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Touching me. She's touching me. I'm not touching you. Oh, you're touching me. Not touching. Touching me. It's free air. <gasps> Would you <gasps> cut it out? <gasps> this is crazy. You guys are family. Oh, Hannah. Oh, you broke it. Why are you fighting? Because he ruins everything. Not my fault. Then whose fault is it? <laughs>
Mr. Pig. Keep walking. Mm, 